Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, effective, natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. So did you know that food and your gut health play a big role on your hormone balance? And by the way, when I'm talking about hormones, I'm talking about all of the hormones in the body that play a major role in how we function every single day. Now, for most of my life, I had no idea. My mom taught me that I could live off of coffee and peanut M&Ms as long as I worked out. See, when I was growing up, my mom literally lived on the coffee and M&Ms diet. She would start her day with a cup of coffee and a cup of peanut M&Ms. Now, we both learned, I would say several years down the line, that this wasn't true. I started experiencing hormone chaos in my late 20s and early 30s, and it had everything to do with my constant rushing, my eating habits, my endless to-do list, and saying yes to too many things. I literally didn't have time to eat. I prided myself on eating while being on the move, like all super women out there. I mean, who had time to eat when there were real priorities to tackle every single day? That was very much my MO. Now, that was until I got mac-tracked with debilitating exhaustion. You know, the kind of exhaustion that I woke up with in the morning, even before I started my day. Along with my clothes fitting much tighter and clinging to me, especially my waistline, and this overarching feeling of shame for not being the practitioner who I knew I could be. The question that kept coming up for me was, how did this happen to me? Or how did you let this happen to yourself? And due to this big wake-up call for me, I started to really dive deep into what was going on and realize that I had hormone issues, particularly around adrenal fatigue. My thyroid wasn't functioning properly. I was chronically exhausted, and I felt so overwhelmed by what was going on. And I began to dive in, and what I learned very quickly was that food played a major role not only on how hormones function, but how the body heals. And so I dove into everything food-related. I got into nutrition. I read every book. I took certification programs. I mean, I really just dove in. And it was my exploration and my journey around healing with food that inspired me to write my first book. And it's so crazy to think that I am getting ready to launch book seven in early 2019 But the first book was called The Antioxidant Counter. Now, I created this book as an amazing resource to take to the store or the farmer's market. It's a kind of a small book. It fits in your purse. Now, it wasn't one of my best-selling books, but I'm still very proud of this little amazing reference guide for antioxidants and superfoods. Now, if you can at all relate to my journey, maybe your mom was eating peanut M&Ms and coffee when you were growing up, or maybe you found yourself just running from here to there, living this really crazy go-go lifestyle like I had for so long. And to be honest, I still really struggle with that. I always tell people that I am my mother's daughter and I'm my, my grandmother's granddaughter. And we've all been like that. I feel like I have a whole family of just crazy go, go, go overachievers. And I have a feeling that a lot of people can relate to this journey that you have probably come from this legacy of women who are just everything to everybody. 
And what I wanted to go into today is not talk specifically about all of the hormone issues, but specifically how food can really begin to balance your hormones more naturally. Because food is the one thing that you are doing every single day that you really have some choice and control of. And I thought how great it would be to just lend some tips because I truly believe that food is foundational. Is it going to be the fastest needle mover? Not necessarily. Is it going to create the fastest win out the gate? No, not all the time. I definitely have other things that I love that do that. But food is always going to be foundational. It's always going to be what takes care of your body. Food is medicine at the end of the day. And I think what you're going to learn today is going to be some great tips that you can begin to implement immediately so that you feel really good about how your body's functioning and ultimately how your hormones are functioning as well. Now, in today's world, it's not uncommon for women like you and me to experience hormone imbalance. Actually, it's quite easy in today's world with the toxins, with our everyday lifestyle, with stress. I mean, name it, we're really set up for that type of failure for our hormones not function every single day. I forget what the stat is, but it's definitely well over 85% of women who are struggling with hormone imbalance in one form or another today. So no matter where you are in this journey, I know that women have different needs and absolutely can be thrown off in terms of the way your hormones are functioning if you're not working on the foundation. So just really quickly, I want to lay the groundwork. Some signs for hormone imbalance can vary among women. And depending on the particular hormones, you could have different signs and symptoms like irregular periods, unexplained weight gain. Ha, I knew all about that. Depression, fatigue, yes, anxiety, insomnia, appetite changes. Gosh, I feel like this list is just speaking to me. Digestive problems, low libido, and hair loss. Problems with infertility, endometriosis, and even symptoms of diabetes can be exacerbated by hormones that have gone awry. Now, other more severe common illnesses that can result from chronically imbalanced hormones is PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome, estrogen dominance, hypothyroidism, Graves' disease, adrenal fatigue, diabetes, low estrogen, all of these can be caused by a hormone imbalance. So always it's important to go and get it checked out. I always say get tested to see if you've got hormone issues. There are definitely a lot of great quizzes out there too. And if your body isn't feeling right, most likely hormones are involved to some degree. So ask your doctor or get tested, find out what's going on so that you can then begin to really create a plan for yourself. But the things I'm going to be sharing for you not only today are going to help move your body back into balance, but also our overall just super healthy suggestions that are a win-win no matter where you are in that hormone journey. So let's dive into some of my key tips and then also some of my favorite superfoods. I'm going to feature some of my absolute go-to favorite superfoods that you should definitely consider integrating into your diet. I know I have integrated a lot of these foods into my diet every single day. Not only do they make me feel happier, but I've got more energy. I am a much different person, completely different than that girl who was struggling with that chronic exhaustion. So I'm so grateful. And so much of that has attributed to what I eat every single day. And healthy eating is part of the landscape of how I live my life. I love that type of food. And I always feel so amazing when I eat it. Eating the food that I shouldn't eat definitely has me feeling, hey, you guys eat something that you shouldn't eat. You feel like crap, right? You wake up the next day and you're like, what happened to me? So it's always a great reminder to stick on the path. So let's get into it. 
Number one, it really all starts in the gut. And in this amazing podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of incredible gut experts and so much is going to be resided on how our gut, our microbiome functions. I have hormone experts that are going to be coming on and talking about the same thing. You're going to find that this topic is going to be circulating on this podcast a lot because what we're learning as doctors and researchers is that gut plays such a major role in everything that happens in the body. So if you eat for good digestive health, you already have an amazing jumpstart on balancing your hormones. We know that science shows that gut health equals hormone balance and vice versa. So if your hormones are happy, your gut is happy. Your gut is happy, hormones are happy. It's a win-win for all. So you want to make sure that you're eating digestive health type foods and eliminating anything. So like bad bacteria, inflammatory foods, so that you can continue to create happy and harmony driven hormones for the body. So when we talk about really where it starts in the gut, one of the first things I want to recommend is having a morning ritual. And this is a morning ritual that I've been doing a long time. Actually, I have three morning rituals today that I want to share. One, if you didn't know this by now, I am in love with matcha. And matcha is one of my favorite superfoods. And yes, I actually have a book on matcha called The Matcha Miracle. But I love a morning ritual that starts with matcha green tea, a green smoothie with healthy plant-based protein powder and all kinds of great, yummy, good things. But also I love to start my day with a little bit of apple cider vinegar, some water and a half or whole lemon juice. And what's so great about all of these things, apple cider vinegar, the lemon, is it's a great way to rev up and get your digestive juices flowing. So how I do it in a really small glass, I mix together a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, three tablespoons of water, and a half squeeze of orange. And what's so great about the vinegar and the lemon is it helps with a fatty liver, it helps with your gut health, it helps to improve that microbiome, and it also helps to metabolize fat. So a win-win for everybody. Just make sure that you're choosing all of your ingredients to be organic, and clearly your lemons are raw, but your apple cider vinegar should be raw as well. My other thing that I love to do, I said it, matcha, this amazing healthy digestive shot and the green smoothie. And I'll share a green smoothie recipe in just a little bit. So stay tuned. I'm going to get to that. Next, I think what's super important is making sure that you get healthy fats into your diet. I don't know if you know this, but healthy fats and good cholesterol are building blocks of all hormones, especially they're helpful at stabilizing the production of your stress hormones, which is cortisol and adrenaline. Now, these are the two hormones that have gotten me in the most trouble over the years and a lot of other women as well. I mean, when we go into fight or flight because we we think we left the kettle on or we're late for a deadline or our best friend yelled at us, whatever that may be, you literally turn those up on super drive, the cortisol and adrenaline. So healthy fats are really great at helping to stabilize what's going on in that department. I always recommend aiming to get anywhere between 20 to 25, 30 grams of healthy fats. And this is like extra virgin olive oil, avocados, you guys know they're my favorite, coconut oil, walnuts, almonds, and there's so many great healthy fats out there, fatty fish, whatever works for you, just make sure you're getting into your diet. I personally love to add avocado to my green smoothie every single day. And yes, I do promise I will get to that recipe in just a moment. Now, many people can have trouble digesting fats, 
and can spike triglycerides. So make sure that you take a digestive enzyme with lipase to help metabolize fats better. And I will get to that tip in just a second. So another thing I want you guys to consider is making sure that every single one of your meals has protein in it. So I, as you know, I'm a big fan of a savory breakfast or at least a breakfast with good protein in it. Sometimes I opt for the savory breakfast. Sometimes I just opt for the green smoothie and the green smoothie with really good healthy protein powder. So you want to make sure that you are aiming for 45 plus grams of digestive friendly proteins. Now I'm talking about fish, talking about chicken, if you're still open to that, legumes, a good healthy, like I said, protein powder in your shakes. These are all great to be consuming. Try to stay away from the red fatty meats because those tend to cause inflammation in the body and definitely can wreak havoc on our hormones as well. Now, protein not only helps to keep you full for a much longer time, so you're just not burning sugar all day, but amino acids are important for cellular function, for repairing your cells, and for removing waste from your cells and from your body. So we want to make sure that we're getting those critical amino acids so that our body continues to function. They are literally the building block of the way that you function every single day. Okay, proteins, healthy fats, yep. Next super important. And I am so excited. In a couple of episodes from now, I am going to be featuring one of my good friends and the guts and glory expert, Summer Box. Summer is my go-to expert for understanding how to rebuild the gut microbiome with fermented foods. And so how buying fermented foods help you or how to even make them. So she is like my ferment expert. And so she's going to be jumping into probiotics. That's going to be episode 12. And that's going to be in a a couple episodes from now. So definitely be looking out for summer box. Amazing episode. But back to probiotics, as we all know, good bacteria are so important in how our brain functions, memory, energy, our gut digests foods. I mean, my gosh, they're involved in pretty much everything. And the more and more we do the research. And so also phenomenal at helping to balance hormones. They are naturally found in certain foods such as, and these are the ones that I recommend, but coconut kefir or milk kefir, whatever you guys prefer, bone broth, fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, whatever the kind of ferment that you prefer, and then kombucha. Just make sure that you're not chugging kombucha. Kombucha is really meant just to be treated like other ferments, which is to have like a tablespoon of that per meal is the recommendation from summer. And so we've been sticking to that. We love sauerkraut. That's our big thing. Sauerkraut and kimchi, we do a little bit with every single meal. But kombucha really should kind of be like a digestif, like a little shot of it, not the big, big vats of kombucha we're seeing. They don't necessarily always serve like I thought. And Summer goes into great detail about that later in another episode. So not only is it as as important as to eat probiotic foods, it's also super important to make sure that you take a digestive enzyme. And there's a lot of reasons to take a digestive enzyme. You know, for me, I have a relatively sluggish metabolism. It's been like that since I can remember. And I, it's actually a necessary supplement that I take every single day is digestive enzymes. So taking digestive enzymes are going to help the gut break down your food into to smaller particles. It's basically how it works. And it makes it easier for your body to process and absorb nutrients. And honestly, I want to give my body all the help it can get, my gut in particular, to really get the most out of the foods that I'm eating. So I recommend to take one or two capsules of a digestive enzyme with the heaviest meal of the day. I usually take it twice a day with two of my bigger meals. And then you're always looking for one that contains amylase. So it helps to break down starch, 
lipase that breaks down fat, protease that breaks down protein. So make sure that they're all those natural occurring enzymes in there so that they're doing all of the work. And so the digestive enzyme I take is called Terrazyme. And it has all of the digestive enzymes that I'm looking for. And it it does wonders. It gets the job done. So if you ever had, let's say, your liver or gallbladder removed, I know that there are definitely women that I've worked with over the years. Definitely look for a product that also includes ox bile. So it helps with the fat absorption and processing. And each enzyme is dosed differently in different units. So it's best to start with just one capsule per meal. And if you find that the enzyme gives you lots of gas or discomfort, just break down half of a capsule. So play with that. You're going to find the best digestive enzyme that's going to be right for you and your body. Now we're talking about overall gut health. I want to move into the next thing that I just love, and that is your liver. I always think about your liver just having the dirtiest job in the body and really being your master filter and detoxifier. Your body is constantly cleaning out toxins that you're exposed to or that you're consuming, and your liver plays a major, major role in that. But what a lot of people don't know is that the liver is the powerhouse for all hormone production and metabolism. If your estrogen is getting to be too high, oftentimes it's because our liver is not metabolizing enough of it. I myself have suffered from estrogen dominance, and I had to give my liver a lot more leaven at the time by cutting out I'll be honest with you, I used to drink a glass of wine every single day, maybe more than a glass of wine a couple nights a week, depending on the week. And I knew that that was not helping my estrogen to be broken down into the liver. So I had cut out all of the wine and I still love wine. There's no doubt about that. But when it comes to loving my liver, sometimes I have to do extended breaks to really give my body that ability to manage all of the hormone production that's going on. So If your liver is clogged, like so many of our livers are, it's got so much work that absolutely has an effect on hormone balance throughout the entire body. So the easiest way to promote a clean liver is to drink a green smoothie. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about my green smoothie recipe. Now, I typically like to drink my green smoothie in the morning, but you can do it in the afternoon. You can do it for lunch. Honestly, get in where you fit in. Green smoothies are always antioxidant-packed, right? Especially if you're putting things like dandelion greens, parsley, cilantro. These are all great for flushing the liver. So here's my liver love green smoothie recipe. So in a blender, I use always use a high-power blender. I'm a Vitamix girl, to be honest. I do two cups of chopped raw or steamed spinach. You guys can blanch your spinach if you're worried about any type of thyroid issues. I do one chopped beet, and I like it raw, but totally up to you. So again, we've got the spinach, the chopped beet. I use two glasses of water at the base, add the spinach, add the beet. And then I love to add a half a cup of dandelion greens because they are going to get the job done when it comes to detoxifying the liver. And I grab a bunch of parsley or a bunch of cilantro or sometimes both. Do the two cups of water. If you want it a little bit more cold, I love to add blueberries as well. So blueberries or blackberries. Or if you're not doing berries, you want to just keep it straight veggies, except for that beet, then just add some ice and then blend it up. Also, I do love to add half a lemon as well. So that is my liver-loving green smoothie. Also, I recommend dandelion tea at night before going to bed. That's also a great way to detoxify the liver as well. So just some things to be thinking about loving your liver. You could also do tinctures with dandelion greens and milk thistle. There's a lot of different ways to love your liver, but that's going to be one of the simplest ways to do that. And then the shot that I was talking about earlier with the apple cider vinegar and the lemon is also giving you some liver love as well. 
Last thing I wanted to mention in terms of tips is really focusing each and every meal as having that healthy balance. So what's happening on your plate? So this is super simple, but extremely effective when it comes to making sure that you're eating healthy at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I love to use, personally, I'm a bowl kind of girl. I like all of, mainly because I eat so many salads, but I love to do half of my bowl with some green leafy vegetables, so like spinach or chard. I love sauteing them. And then a quarter of that bowl is going to be either legumes or beans or fish or chicken. Like let's say we just made salmon the other night. So my typical dish is going to be we're going to saute a bunch of chard because you guys know you saute that down and it goes to nothing. So we have these big bushels of chard that we keep in the fridge. Then a quarter of my bowl is the salmon. And Alex, my husband, does the most amazing job with the salmon. Oh my goodness, I could never cook it as well as he does. And then we tend to bake up sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Oh my goodness. I could do a whole episode on sweet potatoes. I just love them so much. All that beta carotene and all the vitamins. Oh, with a little bit of coconut oil or some avocado. Because you know what? Avocado goes with everything, let's be honest. Then I have a little bit of sauerkraut as well. And that's basically my dinner. You can definitely add some non-gluten grains. So like brown rice, quinoa, those are both great. We cook with a lot of sweet potatoes. So totally up to you what you love, but that's definitely what I consider a really healthy dinner. Actually, I eat that for any time of the day. I'll eat that for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Really the core is to aim for as many veggies as you can. I usually recommend seven to 10 servings of vegetables. And the best way that I get that job done is by making green smoothies, at least one green smoothie a day that usually has at least five to six servings of vegetables in that. And then I also eat veggies for every single meal. There's never a meal that we don't have veggies. And usually if I do snack, which isn't too often, it's always really healthy house-made hummus with bell peppers or with carrots or with broccoli or with some type of vegetable that I can I can chew on. And then I love a handful of almonds as well. So I'm getting all those that healthy fat, those veggies and those good proteins. And then also the last thing I wanted to mention is just to limit your fruit intake to about two to three servings per day. And oftentimes where I'm adding fruit in is usually in my green smoothies. I do berries because I love the antioxidant content. Okay, so those are my core tips. And I hope that my recommendation is to just integrate one. Maybe it's the healthy morning ritual that I talked about with the apple cider vinegar, water, and lemon. Maybe it's the liver flush green smoothie. Maybe it is just reorganizing that plate to be a little bit more balanced. Or maybe it's to add a probiotic, some yummy, healthy fermented foods, or a digestive enzyme. Now, I do all of those things pretty much every single day. It took me a long time to get there, but it's only because I have literally been building a lifestyle around this type of eating for my hormones for so many years. Now, what I want to do really quickly is just talk about some of my favorite go-to hormone-loving superfoods. And I just wanted to give you a list really quickly so that you have a good sense of what you should have, either your cabinets or your refrigerators at all time. As I mentioned earlier before, matcha green tea is one of my favorite daily habits that changed my life. And I have a feeling it could change your life too. Now, for a variety of reasons, I definitely have a lot of recipes in my The Matcha Miracle book. 
but I substitute matcha out for coffee all the time. Um, and it's just amazing. The benefits, heart health, preventing diabetes. It's great for brain function. It's great for calming the mind. It's great for the mood. It's got powerful antioxidants. It's 10 times more powerful than green tea. I mean, matcha is just incredible. And you can cook with it. You can put it in all kinds of foods. And you see matcha everywhere now. Personally, I love to make almond milk matcha lattes. Oh, I just love them. I use Khalifa almond milk and we have a little frother. We actually have a whole whole cappuccino machine and my husband's the most amazing barista, but I have a little hot water that I pour in. I pour my matcha in there. I use Ujido matcha and then I whisk it and then I just add the almond milk in there. It's just so, so delicious and yummy and creamy. It's just my favorite. Next is coconut oil and coconut oil. Oh my gosh, I can count the ways for coconut oil. I actually have a great blog on coconut oil or a couple of blogs on coconut oil because I love it so much, but it contains lauric acid, which is super beneficial for hormone production. And also a lot of people don't know that coconut oil speeds up metabolism, especially for those struggling with weight loss or trying to lose weight when you're dealing with hormone driven weight resistance. Next is avocados. If you didn't know already, they are some of the healthiest fat you can get your hands on. And they are filled with vitamin B, vitamin E, magnesium, potassium, fiber, folic acid, so many great nutrients for hormone balance. And it just makes everything extra creamy. That was the one thing I forgot to mention in that green smoothie was avocado. You can put it in or omit it totally up to you. Raw butter. Now, not everyone's a butter eater. I get it. Grass-fed butter does contain vitamin A, D, E, K2, and fat-soluble forms, great for hormone production. But you can also swap out for avocados and coconut oil. These are some of my healthiest favorite fats right here. Cold water fish, so such as wild-caught salmon, tuna, trout, all great for giving you healthy proteins, healthy fats, vitamin D, omega-3s, which is super important for your body to synthesize hormones and really great for the brain and the health and your heart health. So I love taking, I personally take omegas every day, but we eat a lot of salmon, we eat a lot of fish. Just make sure that you've got wild caught fish because again, our fish are definitely caught up in a lot of toxicity these days. Next, it's egg yolks. And I know if you can tolerate eggs, I am such an egg lover. I Love, love, love them. I eat them almost every other day. And they contain tons of great minerals such as iron, phosphorus, potassium, calcium, vitamins A, B, D, E. I mean, my gosh, there's so many benefits to eggs. So if you can do it, I definitely recommend adding eggs and incorporating them into your diet. But I know sometimes you can have sensitivities to eggs as well. Next is green leafy vegetables. I cannot count how many praises I have for these. We already talked about kale, chard, spinach. Oh my gosh, there's so many green leafy yummy veggies out there. And they've got magnesium, rich in vitamin K, rich in just vitamins in general, and wonderful antioxidants. So just continue to figure out ways to just increase those in your diet. Green leafy vegetables have a special place in my heart. I've been eating them for over a decade, I mean, consistently. When I switched out those M&Ms and coffee, I turned them in for healthy green leafy vegetables. But green smoothies are a great way to sneak these into your diet and into your family's diet. Next, I have almonds on the list. Almonds are great for minimizing the production of too much testosterone. They're also great for helping to reduce problems in terms of infertility, PCOS. Almonds are just a great, great healthy fat. And I think for me, they're my favorite snack. I love almonds and berries. I love almonds and veggies. I just love it on the go. I always take it to to like the airport so I have something on my flight. And then I've got my other ones, which I'm just gonna share with you. So quinoa, 
broccoli sprouts. Again, these really fall into my yummy leafy greens. And then another thing I wanted to share with you before we go today was I wanted to talk about seed cycling. And specifically, this is around balancing estrogen and progesterone. Now, I recognize that seed cycling isn't for everybody, but I love sharing these kind of tips because it's maybe something that would work for you. So seed cycling is just a great way to eat your way back to hormone balance. And it's a very quick and easy way to help get your hormones back by adding very specific seeds into your diet in two phases of your menstrual cycle. So this is perfect for those still dealing or having a menstrual cycle. Now, by adding seeds like pumpkin, flax, sunflower, and sesame to your diet at different phases of your menstrual cycle, you can encourage your body to produce or metabolize hormones, which promote hormone balance in the body. So it's literally using food to either promote estrogen detoxification in the first half of the cycle or increase progesterone production in the second half of your cycle. So question always asked to me is why these seeds? Well, flax seeds and pumpkin seeds contain phytoestrogens, which work to give the body an additional boost of healthy estrogen while suppressing estradiol, the culprit in most estrogen-dominant situations. Now, sunflower seeds and sesame seeds contain high amount of zinc and vitamin E, which have correlated with higher production of progesterone. And this is critical for women who have estrogen dominance, a common problem that even I have struggled with, and need to counteract it and stabilize with high levels of progesterone. So seed cycling is really just a way to get your hormones back on track. And now I had done seed cycling for many months with great success, but it doesn't work for everybody. So definitely worth giving it a try, but if it doesn't work for you, you can always discontinue it. So how it works is you are literally eating different seeds for two different phases of your monthly cycle because they help to restore estrogen and progesterone in the body. Now, I highly recommend committing to seed cycling for two months to experience the best results. So I did it for two months, I believe, maybe it was three months, and I I found that I got a lot of things equaled out. My estrogen and progesterone levels began to normalize. Now, there's a lot of other ways to do that as well, but I figured I would just share this wonderful seed cycling concept with you today. So days one through 14 of our 28 cycle, that is the follicular phase. That's the start of menstruation to ovulation. You're going to consume flax seed and pumpkin seeds. Now on day 15 to 28, which is our luteal phase, the start of our ovulation to menstruation, you're consuming sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So again, day one through 14, the follicular phase You're doing one tablespoon of flax seeds and one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds, and they day 15 to 28. So again, at the start of ovulation all the way to when you start your period, you're doing one tablespoon of sunflower seeds and one tablespoon of sesame seeds. Now you're going to eat two tablespoons of mixed seeds every day according to your cycle. You're going to ground the seeds. The best way to do it is with a coffee grinder, a Vitamix, and those are the two best ways to do that. And then add them to your green smoothie, soup, oatmeal, salad, yogurt, or however you prefer to get them into your daily regimen. Note that only stick with the seeds that you're supposed to be eating in the correct phase. For example, try not to snack on sunflower seeds during your flax and pumpkin days. This will definitely throw off the cycling rhythm. Now, these foods are designed to be eaten with all the other foods that I recommended today. How I did it is I just added them to my green smoothies because you guys, it's so easy to do. So something to consider when you're looking to decrease that estrogen dominance or increase and boost your progesterone levels. As I mentioned, it doesn't always work for everybody, but it's definitely something to consider when you're looking for a natural and easy way to get your hormones back on track. All right. Wow. We covered a lot of information in a short amount of time. And I could talk about the role that food plays on your hormones 
all day long. It's one of my favorite topics. It's something I've been diving into for over a decade now. So now that I gave you a pretty long list of foods to consider, and definitely that was a long list, I wanted to create the perfect superfood cheat sheet for you to grab today. Because as much as it's great to hear that kind of information, I personally like to see it on paper. So I have this amazing cheat sheet. It's my top 25 superfoods, and all these foods are great for hormone balance, and they're great for the body overall. So not only do I share the foods, but also how their amazing benefits are going to work on your body. All you gotta do to get this is grab the link for my superfood cheat sheet in the show notes for this episode on my website, drmarisa.com, episode seven, and that is D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com, episode, and then the number seven. I want to just say thank you so much for coming by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. I hope you walked away with some great tips on how to take care of your body with food and some daily healthy gut tips as well. Coming up next in this next episode, we are going to continue the hormone conversation. I am going to be interviewing a fellow hormone and toxin expert, Bridget Danner. And she's going to be talking about how to lose weight by balancing your hormones. And this is kind of like part two to this particular episode. So we're talking about exactly how to lose weight once you get your hormones balanced. So you're not going to want to miss this incredible interview with my amazing friend, Bridget. She has cracked the code for connecting hormones and weight loss. And lastly, I want to take a moment and say thank you so much for the outpouring love that I have received so, so far for the podcast. If you haven't had a moment yet, I would love for you to rate and review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes. It would not only mean the world to me, but I would get to know you a little bit better and know a little bit more about what you're looking for when it comes to content for the Essentially You podcast. It was such a pleasure and I hope that you have the most amazing day and start your day with some of those awesome tips that I shared with you. Bye. Bye.